0: Seem like a long time to do it, Hey everyone, my name is Dave and I'm a long time Disney fan actually I should rephrase that I have two great passions in life outside of my family and one is the Miami Dolphins for whom I have a website that's dedicated and I do a podcast uh, about the team and that's you know that's one and my other passion is about Disney World I just there's something so wonderful and magical about the place that I feel the need to kind of do my own thing and talk about it in some way I do have a small site called uh, DisneyView.BitchAndDave.com it's uh it's a way to look at Disney World, and kind of gives some of my views. And occasionally, I post to it. I mostly it includes a lot of links to uh, to different uh, sites out there that have better information. Look, I'm not out to duplicate everything everybody's already doing. There's a lot of really good sites out there that have forums, blogs, information, news, you know, everything you could possibly want. Plus, of course, there's a large number of podcasts out there. Um, you know, I was looking at the uh, couple of the uh, Disney. Podcasts, networks, and so forth, and I, I realize there's probably a couple of hundred Disney podcasts out there. Information about Disney World, um, all kinds of different things. But I thought I could provide a different perspective, a different view. Um, as a longtime fan, I grew up in South Florida. I was born before Disney World opened, so I went there as a youngster. Spent a lot of my youth there. Uh, as a as a growing up, I spent uh, probably probably went at least once a year. It was probably closer to twice a year as I was growing up. Uh, I lived in Orlando for about five years when I was in, uh, in college and then in graduate school. So I was around the area, and I used to go to the parks literally all the time. A uh, friend and I would go over for dinner. We'd have some dinner. We'd head out, you know, just hang out at the parks for a little while, maybe hit one attraction and head home. It was a great time. It was a really fun time to be there, be around, and have some fun. And then uh, I was a cast member for about a year, and that was a really special time for me. And I'll, in a future pod- podcast, I'll talk about being a cast member and so forth, but it was really an amazing thing. Uh, probably overall the best job I've ever had, which may sound like a really strange thing to say given that, you know, the hours were kind of bad. You know, you work until three o'clock in the morning and the pay was, you know, above minimum wage, but it was still, you know, a lower paying job. But I got to tell you, it was it was great. So then I moved back uh, to South Florida again and I live in South Florida and i make it up there as often as i can which is probably about once a year i'd like it to be more but you know there's other commitments in life that uh, that take me away and won't let me get up there much more often than that but i still you know still stay in the stay in the loop i uh i listen to disney music once in a while i listen to some of the disney podcasts i have a good time kind of just reading up on some of the blogs or some of the some of the forums when something catches my interest I keep kind of current with Disney News. I don't I don't read everything every day, but I kinda of keep interested in things. And I think there's a lot to a lot to be said for it. So, given all that, I think I have something to offer that's a little bit different and unique than what everybody else puts out there. There's a lot of people out there who talk about the news. A lot of people who talk about uh travel and uh going to Disney World, you know, and where to stay and what to eat and what to do. And I don't want to do that. Um, you know, occasionally I may hit on some of those topics, but I'd like to hit on some topics that are just a little bit more abstract, things that interest me and uh, I think hopefully will interest you as well. Uh, you know, and that's, that's where I want to go with this. And the other side of it is I'm, I'd like to keep my podcast <coughs> relatively short. Um, I know that sometimes podcasts can go on for a while, and there is nothing wrong with that. I enjoy listening to some of the longer podcasts. Don't get me wrong, but I I want to keep it concise and, you know, hit a topic and go with that topic and just roll with it. So, with your indulgence, I'm going to uh I'm going to do that. And I hope you uh hope you enjoy it. Um by the way, my um I should tell you my my moniker is a uh, Bitchin Dave. I go by the name Bitchin Dave. It's kind of a, a way to remember me. Um there's a lot of Daves out there in the world, right? So I go by Bitchin Dave, and bitchin is more like the bitchin, hey, bitchin, it's totally cool, more than uh bitching about something. Uh I like to uh you know, I just like to use that as, as my handle and uh and go with it. And actually it takes its roots, the name takes its roots in a uh from an article that Penn Gillette wrote for PC computing back in, I don't know, maybe nineteen ninety one, uh, where he was basically noting that everyone takes their PCs out of the box and uh puts them on their desk or at their home you know, home workspace and they just leave them exactly as they looked out of the box. Now, you get a car and you put bumper stickers on it and you do all these different things, but your computer you don't do that too. So I kind of took that to heart, and I put a skull and crossbones sticker on the side of my uh, monitor and used that for a long time. Then some years later, when there was uh, Norton's desktop for Windows, where you could actually hack into the operating system and change it in some way to to make it your own, I made it my own, and I called it Dave's Bitchin' Desktop. And it was just kind of fun to to play around with, and that kind of evolved into... Uh, this whole idea of bitch and Dave and you know just kind of having a, a moniker for myself and it 's worked out pretty well in my other experiences, like with my dolphins' website and there 's a lot of people named Dave who run dolphins websites and this keeps me uh keeps me honest uh, one time a player was looking for me um I had set up an interview for it with him, and he had uh called somebody at the Dolphins who I know and you know, he had uh, he had said, "How do I get a hold of bitch and Dave and he knew right away who he was talking about. It was just an easy way to remember me, so it works out really well. Um so please don't, you know, don't take offense to it. It's not intended in that way. It's just a fun name. Uh so if you'd like to contact me, you can feel free to send me an email at Dave at com. And uh, you know, I really, you know, I like I like talking with other uh, Disney fans. I mean, that's the great part about this. It's a Disney community where you have a lot of fans out there who are just enjoying the what Walt Disney World has to offer, what all the parks have to offer worldwide. And I think it's a really amazing uh way that uh, everybody kinda comes together and uh, it kind of has that same feeling about it you know you, you feel a certain everybody, each of you feel a certain way about uh, Disney World and there's always a special place uh, about Disney World for you and that kind of leads me into my first topic that I wanted to kind of roll into for my first show here and that's to talk about you know Disney World and it's is special but why is it that Disney World kind of has that I, I like to think of it as the red-headed stepchild syndrome you know it always kind of takes a backseat to the other parks, particularly Disneyland, and that's I understand that because Disneyland is where everything started uh, when, when Walt started it. But when it comes to changing attractions and doing things, it always seems like Disney World um, kind of falls in, in a weird place there. So, for example, the, and what got me started on this was you know when, when uh, Michael Jackson died and they decided to re-release Captain EO, they put out a press release that said that they were going to play it again for a limited time in, uh, in Disneyland. And because that's where it premiered, and that's a little revisionist history because it didn't premiere at Disneyland. It premiered at Epcot. It was created for Epcot. Uh, they wanted to put it in the Imagination Pavilion, and that was the it was created especially for that to do the to do the 3D effects in that uh, in that enormous um, IMAX theater. That's what they wanted to do. So they created the uh, the film specially for that. It premiered at Epcot, and then was shown two weeks later uh, at Disneyland. Now I know it's semantics, but somehow it just kind of gets lost in there that Disney World was important in this. And I know all the producers, you know, it was John Zemeckis and it was, uh, or I'm sorry, Robert Zemeckis and it was some other some other guys. Uh, I think George Lucas was involved in it. People from California, and it, you know, it's, it has a certain specter as a result of that. And I can appreciate that, and I'm not faulting Disney for it. It's just one of those things that sometimes you feel like you know you're kind of as Disney World, you're kind of left out. And I can apply that to other things, too. And I think the first time I actually saw this, and it kind of hit me, struck home for me, was when, um, in the early, ni- mid-1970s or so, when they had uh, the Mickey Mouse review that was over in the Magic Kingdom. And they decided that they needed to move it to uh, Tokyo Disneyland because they needed another attraction for there. So they, they just uprooted it and shipped it off to Tokyo Disneyland. And they made some statement about how, oh, they're going to replace it with something better, and it's going to be really great, and all this other stuff. And for some period of time, the the, uh, the attraction space sat empty. Then for some period of time, uh, they had showed uh, the Magic Journeys uh, 3D video there that they had taken from after Captain EO went in. And then at some point, it was the Lion King show. And now it's Mickey's Still Our Magic and they finally came up with something but that was almost 20 years later that they put something in there that was quote unquote better um, spectacular in a way and it just seemed it always seemed weird to me why would they pack it up and move it over to Tokyo Disneyland when they had a successful show there and you know you could do the same thing they moved the um, Main Street Electrical Parade they uprooted that and moved it off to uh, to Disneyland um, and that one went to Tokyo Disneyland first I think uh, again and, you know, I'm fine with that because they actually did replace it with something better. I think Spectre Magic is just phenomenal. And we'll talk about that at some point, too. But, uh, you know, it's just that's a really, really good thing that they, um, that I think that was one where they, they changed it, made it better. But for some period of time, it seemed kind of odd that they took it away. Then there's other rides and attractions, of course. A couple come to mind. One is uh, the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Now, the ride itself. Was never anything really great. It was it was a good ride. It was fun. It kind of told the story of Mr. Toad in a strange way. It was, in a way, it was kind of schlocky and cheap. You know, there was a certain certain feeling that it really they didn't put a lot of thought into it. But it was very clever, and I thought it was I thought it was pretty well done, and I enjoyed riding it. And the queue was always relatively short and moved quickly, and you had two lines and the whole shooting match there. So you know that was that was pretty good. And then one day they just decided that they needed to take it out to put in uh, a poo ride. You know, Winnie the Pooh had been around for you know as long as Mr. Toad, and they just decided all of a sudden they needed to make a change. And they, you know, the the odd thing is that the Pooh ride they put in there, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but as I understand it, and I've seen the videos, it's not as good as some of the other Pooh rides in other in other cities. And it's almost as though they just kind of relayed the, you know, they didn't redo anything. They just kind of put in some some fixtures to kind of go along with the uh, with the Pooh ride, the Pooh theme instead. And you know. I know they did, not I know Imagineering put, takes a lot of um, pride in what they do, but it almost feels like they just kind of slapped it together, right, in a way. And I know they didn't, again, but it just feels kind of like that, so they put the whole thing together. And there it is, and it's a Pooh ride. Now, meanwhile, out in Disneyland, they left Mr. Toad where it was. The Mr. Toad ride still exists. I haven't ridden on that Mr. Toad ride. I understand it's slightly different than the one that was in Florida. Um, better in some ways. <coughs> and they left that one there and they built a separate poo poo ride in another in another space and I'm like well why didn't they do that in Florida I mean that just doesn't make sense I mean you know Walt had said we have the blessing of size and uh, why didn't they just use the size to their advantage so you know then you come along and uh, the other one that kind of struck me is um, the Enchanted Tiki Room I'm a fan of the Enchanted Tiki Room I liked it the way it was I love the original show there's just something kind of classic about it special it's fun music um, it's just kinda kinda good to listen to once in a while. And so here's the <clears throat> they come along and they decide that they need to plus the attraction in some way and put Yagu and Zazu in there. And okay. I think the I think the show is kinda dumb. I think it's lame, I don't think it's that well done, I don't like it particularly, I don't like what they did to it. I think, you know, it's it's hard to watch and it's just kind of annoying, it's kinda of grating in some ways. And it seems like it's kinda unfinished. I know it's supposed to be under new management and they're still working on it, but it seems kinda unfinished to me um you know it's it just has that certain feel to it and i really don't care for it and again they left the one in california exactly the way it was they just changed the one in florida why you know why did you do why not go ahead and change the one in california if you're going to do that it just kind of struck me as as odd <coughs> and those are some examples of some of the things that uh that the disney company has done over the last you know 20 years that have kind of changed the the nature of it a couple of other things that you know kind of make me scratch my head just a little bit is kind of sort, of the, sort of off that topic a little bit, the crash commercial, crass commercialization of some of the things that happened. So along the way, you had a change to the, um, some, of the, some of the rides and so forth where you had rides dropping you off directly into, uh, into a gift shop. Now, a lot of times the rides would drop you off into a subtle gift shop where they'd have merchandise, some merchandise about the attraction, but not much, and they'd have some things, you know, for sale. But it wasn't like you had to walk through the shop generally speaking, you were walking next to the shop. And suddenly they started changing it, so you had to go through the shop to get out of the out of the attraction as they started reworking some of these attractions. And they started putting more plush toys and other things in there that were related to the attraction to try and sell, sell, sell. And it kind of, in my mind, it takes away from it a little bit. It becomes more about the commercial. And I take that a step further. Um, when they decided to... Um, you know, have these branding deals with different different companies, you know, Coca-Cola is an example McDonald's is an example, and they started putting up their logos all over the place, it took away from it, you know, there's banners hanging up that say Coca-Cola, drink Coke, and you know, there's there's a french fry shop in different places, I know they're starting to go away again now, but you know, it just kind of detracts from what it was supposed to be, where it was supposed to be something, where it was different, and you, you felt like you were somewhere else, and it kind of felt for a while, and I guess it's getting better now, it felt for a while like you weren't somewhere different and then my third thing, um, third point, is the, um, is the Emporium in the Magic Kingdom. And how it used to be, you know, the, Ma- the Main Street in the Magic Kingdom used to be a series of shops and different things along, the, along Main Street that were kind of fun. You, know, you could walk in and wander into each shop and they were all interesting and had different things in them. And there was a street right at the end of, um, right in the middle of Main Street that was called Center Street. And Center Street uh, just kind of broke up some of the buildings and gave it the sort of quaint look of having an alleyway. And that alleyway was really pretty neat. It had some flowers all over it. It had a couple of benches in there, and uh, the uh, barbershop was off on that side, so it was kind of you know kind of tucked away a little bit. And I really I really liked going in there. My grandparents used to go up there all the time. They went to Disney World more often than I did, if you can believe that. And um, they used to go there, and that was one of their favorite places to go and sit and just to watch the world go by. You get a cup of coffee, a soft drink, whatever, and just sit out there and watch. And I can remember sitting out there with my grandparents, just having a really nice time for you know 45 minutes, an hour, or whatever, while you're waiting for something, and just hanging out and enjoying the quiet, you know, quiet along that little side street. You know, it's only a few feet away from the hubbub of Main Street, but it had a certain um, quaintness to it that made it made it special. And in an attempt to um, over-commercialize in some ways. They expanded the emporium to the entire block, so the emporium is now like almost two blocks long. It takes up almost everything, and it goes along. and They, sell, you know, they took away Center Street, and it's a very subtle change. and I understand it, and I don't get me wrong. It just, it, it just seems kind of weird. It's, it's like they took something away again, you know, like they weren't thinking about the park as a whole. They were thinking about the profit margin. I don't know if that's the case. It just seems like that because it takes something away, and that's why. <coughs> In the summary of the whole thing, I kind of think of Disney as being the redheaded Disney World as being the redheaded stepchild in some ways because a lot of times it's like focus goes somewhere else other than um, other than Disney World. Disney World has the largest um, uh, the largest number of people that visited. It. It's the vacation capital of the world. Um, more people visit there. They have more hotels, more hotel space than any of the other parks. They're the largest of the parks. I think that's still true. I'm not sure about Hong Kong now, but you know they have the most the most. Things available, and it always seems like they kind of get kind of get shafted in some weird way when it comes to some of these some of these changes that are made. It's almost like nobody's thinking about hey, this is you know this is something special let's let's uh, make it work that way but that's my opinion, and that was just you know something I've had on my mind for a little bit now, and I wanted to just throw it out there as uh, a first topic doesn't change my opinion about the world doesn't make me think any differently about it other than you know just to scratch my head a little still love going there still plan on going again soon i hope um but it's just you know it's just something special that that's uh, really uh that really kind of just changes you know the way you think about it just a little bit you know you kind of scratch your head and wonder so that's my <clears throat> my take on that particular aspect of the parks and uh what's going on at, at Disney World uh, as I say I'll do this um, periodically we'll come up with a show I'll put it out there and we'll have some fun with it um, I hope to give you some more topics and more things to throw around and maybe we'll uh, we'll have some interesting ideas as, uh, as it progresses but just wanted to get it started and throw it out there for you so I hope you enjoy it and we'll talk to you again soon bye and that wraps up our podcast for this week we hope you enjoyed it We'll be back again in about a week. If you have feedback or thoughts, feel free to email me at dave at Just remember to keep following your imagination. One little spark of inspiration is at the heart of all creation. Right at the start of everything that's new, one little spark lights up for you. Imagination, imagination, a dream can be a dream come true with just that spark in me and you.